The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about eight miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 10 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. As we continue looking at the fifth and sixth seals, Elder Buddy Abernathy takes us to other parts of Scripture which harmonize exactly with what we read in Revelation chapter 6. One of the great comforts of Revelation is that it teaches us that Jesus cares for his children in a timely sense as well as an eternal sense. But the ultimate comfort we have is that one day Jesus will come back and will set all things right. He will separate the wheat from the tares. He will judge the wicked. He will take all of his children home to be with him in glory. Join us today as we continue looking at Revelation chapter 6 and the opening of these seals. Hopefully through this study, we will find as much comfort as those first century Christians must have found when they read this for the first time. But first, we have a song selection that we hope you enjoy. Then stay tuned for the message. Out in the cold world, away from God, no signs of Oh 
So notice what's under consideration here. You know, Jesus defeated Satan on the cross. And notice it says here, he bound him a thousand years. Jesus dealt a death blow to him. But he says after the thousand years are fulfilled, a long, indefinite period of time. It says, after that, he must be loosed a little season. In other words, as John in the first century is looking forward, he says, before the Lord comes back, there's going to be an intensity of persecution for a little season. Watch how this harmonizes with Revelation chapter 6. Verse 11, these that are already in heaven, white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet, in other words, not yet, they're resting, but this hasn't happened yet, that they should rest yet for a little season. So you see, both of these, as they're written in the first century, gives you a future perspective in both places that expression little season is used. It's speaking of that that is in the future from the first century and however long that thousand years is, after that Satan will be loose for a little season. And if the Lord blesses us to finally get to Revelation chapter 20, you know what he'll do? He'll encompass the camp of the saints. He'll say, I'm finally going to extinguish the church. And it says fire will fall from heaven and destroy him. People say, when's that future battle of Armageddon coming? When is that future battle coming? Well, the Lord's going to stop it before it starts. Satan's going to think, I'm, I'm going to win finally. And then the Lord wraps it up. He says, I'm through with it. He pours out his wrath. And I believe that's when the Lord's people will go home. When will that little season come? I don't know. Will I be able to say, okay, the little season began today? I don't think so. I believe this speaks of just an intensity of persecution in the last days, whenever that is. So notice now, back in Revelation chapter 6, 
White robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants, this might be you and I, until their fellow servants also and their brethren should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. Now watch this. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. Remember, he opened the fifth seal and they're saying, Lord, how long? When are you going to deal with our enemies, Lord? When he opened the sixth seal and lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. Now listen to this. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. This is when the Lord is telling them, as they ask how long, when this seal's open, in other words, here's the next thing, it's going to be fulfilled. The Lord is now dealing with their enemies. And we'll read about that in a minute. But notice what he says in verse 14. The heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Notice how this exact same language is used in two other places. Perhaps more. Psalm 102, verse 26. Let's begin with verse 25. Of old thou hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish. But thou shalt endure, yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. <laughs> now notice this. Same language used in Revelation. They shall perish. They shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture shalt thou change them. But then in verse 27, but thou art the same. In other words, this doesn't affect God at all. <laughs> when this whole universe is destroyed, we can still say, but thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. He uses an expression of marking time to identify eternity. Notice that thy years shall have no end. Now look also in the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 12. Let's begin with verse 10. And thou, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old, doth, doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. He's saying the exact same thing, just in 
using terminology just a little bit different. He uses a lot of the same words. So again, notice Revelation 6, 14, And the heaven departed as a scroll, when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their place. This is, this is the second coming of the Lord. And one of the ways we can clearly prove this is by looking what Jesus said about it in Matthew chapter 24. And you'll notice as I read here, some of the exact same terminology was used by Jesus. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days. When is the tribulation of those days? Right now. It began after Jesus came the first time. His people have been in tribulation ever since. When Jesus said, in the world ye shall have tribulation, He wasn't referring to a future dispensation. He was referring to God's people then and God's people now. In the world you will have tribulation. But notice this. Immediately after that trip, the tribulation of those days, watch this, shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall uh, from heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken and then shall appear. Here's some more insight that proves what he's talking about in Revelation. Then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and sh they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet Notice this, and they shall gather together His elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now John doesn't say that, but you can see he's talking about the exact same thing. So when John writes in Revelation chapter 6, in verse 14, or rather verses 12 and 13, about an earthquake and the sun becoming dark and the moon becoming as blood and the stars falling from heaven under the earth. That's the same terminology Jesus is using. But he additionally adds those verses I read that are obviously referring to the second coming of Christ. Look at Matthew chapter 24. Verse 36, but of that day and hour knoweth no man. See, if any of us preachers get up here and say, okay, the thousand years is over. That is this indefinite long period of time from the first advent of Christ to whenever this, uh, this uh, little season is, if any of us say, okay, the little season has now started and that means it's X number of years until the Lord will return, you know we're not preaching the truth because it says of that day and hour knoweth no man. We don't know how long the thousand years is. We don't know how long that little season is. We just know the former is an indefinite long period. The latter is an indefinite short period. And, but ultimately... He says that of that day and hour knoweth no man, know not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But here's what it's going to be like. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And see if this doesn't describe what's going on today. 
For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the, that, until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came. Life as usual. People were loving the world in that day, and that's an extreme understatement. It says the imagination of every man's heart was only evil continuing. They were going about their life, and they had no clue or insight of what was going on with Noah until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So notice this. The sun will be darkened. Stars fall from heaven. Then you'll see the Son of Man coming in power and great glory. And he says here in these verses we just read that, that they didn't know about it until the Flood came, and that's how it's going to be when the Lord comes back. So go back now to Revelation chapter 6. Again, notice how parallel this is. He said in verse 14 that the heavens departed as a scroll when it is rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their places and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains, and the mighty man, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. Now these are not God's children. Even though election, according to the Scriptures, includes a great multitude that no man can number, the Word implies it doesn't include everyone without exception. And that's who's under consideration here. You know, sometimes the wicked know more truth than false prophets do. Notice what these wicked do. They, they knew this was the second coming of the Lord. They knew when the Lord come back there was going to be judgment. Notice what he said. They said to the rocks and to the mountains, fall on us and, uh, and, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne. They believed in a sovereign God and from the wrath of the Lamb, capital L, they believed in Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God for the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? Don't tell me wicked men don't believe in God. They just choose not to fear him. They have no fear of him. But they will on this day. They'll realize who God is. You know, with all the immorality going on today, 
with all of the transgender, all that. I heard of a protest where they said if Jesus was born again, they said something to this effect, we would abort him. That ain't going to happen when he comes again. He's, he's not coming as the lowly lamb of God riding upon the fold of an ass. The Bible says he's coming the second time without sin unto salvation. That means he's not coming again to address sin. That's not the reason for the coming. He's coming without sin unto salvation. And salvation will only be finished when all the redeemed, resurrected elect are with Him in heaven. And that's when salvation will be complete. Amen. And that will happen. And you know what? That's the next event. If it's a thousand years from now, a literal thousand years before the Lord comes back, the Lord's church will still be here somewhere and there'll be somebody preaching the doctrines of grace and they'll be worshiping the Lord according to the New Testament. No change in the Lord's church. Aren't you glad that's the next major event? It's not the Great Tribulation, the Battle of Armageddon, we watched a movie not long ago about the secret rapture. Boy, that was scary. You know, life was going on as normal. And then people's children began disappearing, just vanishing into thin air. All the children evidently went to heaven. They must not have believed in total depravity. Because all the children vanished and went to heaven. And then cars started crashing because people vanished from their cars. And then people on an airplane were panicking because one of the pilots disappeared and a lot of the passengers disappeared. And then the movie ended with them accepting that that's the way it was. I'm glad that's not the future, aren't you? Amen. There's only one event left. The Lord is done with being humiliated, with being spit on, with being mocked, with being slapped. He's through with that. He was raised for our justification. But when he comes to judge our enemies, you know, he talks about those that have no fear of God in Matthew 25. He refers to them as the goats. But you know what he's going to say to his elect? He's going to say, Come, you blessed of my Father. Listen to this. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. It's done. <laughs> you know, redemption concludes when you get what you paid for. If you don't get what you paid for, redemption has not transpired. And I've used this analogy oftentimes. When someone adopts a child, they choose a child. People say election's not fair. Well, when you adopt a child, you can't adopt every child. When you get married, you can't marry every woman or every man. We elect all the time, don't we? Well, when you adopt a child, you select a child, 
You have to do legal work to make it legal. But that child is not fully adopted until it is legally taken to live permanently in the home of the adoptive parents. And the Bible uses the word adoption to speak of our salvation in that way. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.